I want to unify the pool industry um, through con consolidation and bringing pro professionalism to the pool industry. Um, earlier, I mentioned the chuck in a truck. In, in our industry, we call them one polars or guy that will um, that will sh show up and he's not really he's not really a pool pirate he's there to do a to do a a great job but he's gonna jump out of the out, out of the truck rip jeans uh wife beater cigarette in his hand or maybe a a joint in his in his hand uh walking into a customer's back backyard i'm not even making that up uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, it gives our whole industry a bad look and to help those guys who are masters in their craft, but not masters on the business side, bring those guys up and help them become more pro professional, um, and not do some of the many horror stories that I've heard uh, both personally and through the various uh, groups that I either run or am um, a part of. Are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them, from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. From the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risked their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored the entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Well, welcome back to the Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and today I have the pleasure of having on a good friend of mine, Mr. Derek Todd. Derek, you there? Yes, sir. Awesome. Glad to have you here. So uh, just for people who are following along with our podcast, we are actually, we were staying at Derek's house um, for several of our podcast recordings last year. Um, now we are actually uh, in California, and you guys are back in South Carolina, right? Yeah, we're in Greenville, other yeah, side of the country. Other side of the country now, um, which I'm sure we'll be back together at uh, um, hanging out again at some point. But for I want to do a couple of uh, brief introduction things for my audience who may may or may not know you. So Derek Todd is the founder of Aquanut Academy, and he just recently in the last year um, sold his pool care business that he built up over to seven figures with his wife over the last, uh, what is it, 13 or 14 years that you built that company? 13 years. Yep. 13 years, you've sold it last year, um, and you guys moved on to a, uh, what is it, a 40-foot sailing yacht and started uh, started traveling around that way, which is similar to, uh, you know, our future plans. So anyways, um, what I want to st have you start with, Derek, is why don't you tell me what it is that you guys are known for now? What's your business like? Who do you serve? What do you do for them? Well, what I'm known for now, and probably what I've been known for for a while, is building traditional businesses, uh, traditional mom and pop businesses. And I'm known for being a master pool 
technician. So as far as my business, the pool industry is pretty much nothing that I don't know about that. But what I've done that is unique among my colleagues is I've actually built a business instead of just being a chuck in a truck type of deal. There's nothing wrong with that, but I've built a business around that and I've been able to make that a very, very successful business. So that's, that's what I'm known for. Yeah. So, um, and that's talking specifically in the service industry, not just being a service technician, but building a service tech business, um, that is, you know, serving your community has several employees, um, and you know, a retail store presence and the whole bit. Right. Awesome. And so what I want to, what I want to start with then is your origin story, right? We talk on this show all the time, which I know you've listened to it several times. Every good comic book hero has an origin story. It's the thing that made them into the hero they are today. When you hear that story, were you uh, bit by a radioactive spider that made you want to get into pool care? Um, or did you uh, start a job and eventually move over into becoming an entrepreneur? Basically, where'd you come from? All right. Well, it actually goes uh, a little further back than when I got into the pool business. Uh, so the whole mentoring side of it, the coaching side of it, actually started in 1999 um, when I met a guy named Mike. And Mike was uh, the first real uh, father figure mentor to me that kind of took me under his wing. And he basically shook off all of the rust. He took this uh, he took this clump of clay and actually molded it into somebody or something that wanted to uh, wanted to learn absorb knowledge. And from that, I started mentoring other people in a completely different business model. And then in uh, 2002, 2003, something like that, I actually got started in the pool industry working for another company um, in Columbia, South Carolina, a big pool builder. And they just did a little bit of service work um, worked there for a year and a half, two years, and um, then started my own gig in uh, 2008. And nice. uh, that's what brings brings and, us full and circle. Only, only because I know you really well, um, I want to bring this up because it's similar to my story. You know, um, and my podcast listeners know I got my start in business buying candy wholesale and selling it on campus retail. And I know you had a similar start, but you were selling, I think, cigarettes on campus as a high schooler. Is that right? <laughs> um. <laughs> I did do that in high school. That that wasn't that wasn't my first business, but that was my first profitable, like <laughs> lucrative real thing. Yeah, I do not. Uh, I do not recommend that path. I was, yeah, that I was the number one cigarette salesman in my high school. I had. Uh, <laughs> oh, that cracks me up every time I hear it. <laughs> I had. I had. I would buy cases of, of not, not cartons, cases, and then I would distribute the cartons to people who would go sell the cigarettes for me throughout the course of the day. I don't know if we should be talking about this. So, so here's my question. I want to know, did any of the skills you picked up in high school selling cigarettes illicitly translate into skills you actually used for a real business later on in your life? Yeah, yeah, there was uh, <laughs> that was my first <laughs> employees, my my first, uh, I guess you can call them ten ten ninety nine <laughs> subcontractors. Uh, so I had to I had to 
source product. I had to distribute product. I had to manage a team. It's like all sorts of good skills that translated. So, uh, oh, uh, it's, it's quite an origin story for go from from there all the way to uh, to running a, a seven figure pool pool business and being sort of an icon in your community. I remember when we were staying in your town everywhere we went. Um, if every time I was with Derek, they'd be like, oh, hey, Derek, I know like, literally everyone knew you. It was weird. And it's like Greer's not a small town either. <laughs> um, but when you run a successful business in a community, you become one of the community pillars, which is a cool thing to be. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to find out about your superpowers, right? Every iconic hero has a superpower, whether that's a you know fancy flying suit made by their genius intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky. Um you know, or super strength in the real world, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, which is either a skill or a set of skills you were born with or developed over the course of your career that really energize all of your other skills, right? Um, they're the things that allow you to slay your clients, villains, and help them come up on top in their journeys. And the way I like to frame it for my guests is um, if you look at all the skills that you have, there's probably a common thread that tie them all together, right? And that common thread is where you find your superpower. So with that sort of framing, what do you think your superpower is in your business? The ability to start and build businesses. I've owned, um, I think it's 15 businesses. It might be 16 now. Um, only about, a, I don't know, half a dozen of those actually were LLC businesses. But I've built a lot of businesses. And the ability to take a business from nothing, from an idea on a napkin to profitable is probably my zone of genius um it, it it sounds weird when i when i phrase it that that way and then the the flip side of that we talked earlier about me managing a a team i've learned how to manage a team over time through various ventures and um and different things that i've that i've done my my Make first mistakes in the book right yeah my first uh mentor uh, that was a, um, that was a multi-level marketing deal. I built a, I built a team there, um, and being able to run that business with that team and then ultimately running the, the large team that I built with the business that I just, uh, sold. I don't know. What was it? About a year ago now, actually getting, getting close crazy to a year how, ago. Crazy how time flies, isn't it? Wow. Seems like uh, just so, yesterday. So with with the skill of building business what do you think some of the i don't know how to phrase this the the things that people who are looking to build their business like the skills that they should be focusing on that looking back on you wish you had learned to focus on earlier when you were building your businesses probably outsourcing um f finding finding what you suck at and uh, letting somebody else do what you suck at because everything that, that you suck at, there's somebody else out there that is great at that. And everybody has things that they're really good at and they're not good at. So focusing on the things that you are good at and the things that just takes you hours to do and whatnot. Suck the life but, out of you. Yeah. So yeah. how, how did learning that lesson impact your ability to grow your businesses? It cost me a couple of years of, uh, of, uh, of working and, uh, and really 
having to work a uh, a second job while I got my business off of the ground because I was so bullheaded and stubborn that it it I don't know it it probably I probably could have built the same size business five years faster. So instead of taking 13 years to build it to the seven figure company that I built it, I probably could have done it in seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it cost you years. Now, my other question is, did it cost you years on the other side of your life where you're like, my life's going to be shorter because you stressed yourself out too much? <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah. Um, in in all in all seriousness, um, there was there was times where I was working ninety hours per per week. I was I was um, I was running and running and gunning, and um, I uh, I had two, uh, for lack of a better word, heat strokes on customers' properties. Where the first one, I had to be rushed to the ER, um, and that's just all a all a process of uh, thinking that you have to take on every single job uh, that is that is offered to you and not knowing um, not knowing where to trim. Um, so there's customers that you want, customers that want you and then customers you know that you don't want and they don't they don't want you but you you have to figure that out and the customers that want you might not be good for your business. So everybody that says, Hey, I'll pay you X, X amount of dollars to do this job for me. You have to start, you have to be able to say no. I don't know if start saying no, maybe it is, but that's, yeah, yeah. that's where I learn, had to get to learn how to say what to say yes to and what to say no to. Um, yeah. And I know I've learned the same thing in my business. I have to learn on what to focus on and what, you know, the stuff, particularly for me, is like what stuff actually lines up with where I want to take the business in the future and what stuff distracts from it. Um, and sometimes that's hard, like, cause I've got opportunities that are really big sitting in front of me and really exciting. And I'm like, I don't know if they fit or not. Um, so I'm having some of those discussions right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the uh, flip side of your superpower is generally your fatal flaw, fatal flaw. So if your superpower is building the businesses and knowing what goes into that, the, uh, the fatal flaws, you know, like super, every Superman has his kryptonite or Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad. Um, you probably have something flaw that's held you back. I mean, your business that something that has you struggled with. For me, it was a couple of things. I struggled with perfectionism for a long time because, um, you know, I could always speak it a little bit more before I send it to market and then I never send anything to market. Um, I also struggled with a uh, lack of self-care, um, which for me came out in not having good um, relationship with uh, my boundaries to time and my boundaries with my clients and whatnot. So I let my clients walk all over me. I let my time walk all over me, which it sounds like you had a similar problem. Um, but I think more important than what the flaw was is how did you work to overcome it so that our listeners might learn a little from your experience? That's a, that's a, a big one. And uh, it's not, it's not something that I'm, that I'm proud of. Um, and I don't know if I have over, overcome some of it. Um, Number one, I, I've got I've got a I've got a temper, uh, so it's it's a temper fueled by passion, I think, or at least I'd like to like to think. Um, so I've got I'm a little bit hot hot headed. I've lost lost some customers over that. Um, I've gotten better over the past two decades by. Um, 
surrounding myself with some really good people and reading a lot of really good books. Um, like, um, how to win friends and, and, and influence people. I have literally read that book and listened to it, um, dozen times at least. Um, and that book. yeah, it's it required it, reading in school. I don't understand why it isn't. I've got my, I've got my theories, but it definitely <laughs> wasn't, wasn't for me. I didn't even know that book existed until I, I started getting mentors in my, in my life. Um, another fatal flaw is probably laziness. Um, and I'm also on the, on the flip side of that, I am a workaholic. So whenever I start a job, I'll go until I pass out. And you've actually seen this, um, <laughs> because I was, uh, we were working on, I don't know if we were working on your RV or something. And I just grabbed whatever it was. Maybe it was the AC or whatnot. And we just went and went and went and we were sweating and we were getting it done. And I'll just laser focus on it until it's, it's either fixed or I, I drop. Um, you die on the roof. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, Hey, we should take a break and go eat lunch. You're like, no, we're going to finish it. I was like, no, we're going to get down. And take a break. <laughs> um, and the uh, laziness aspect of it, um, whenever I sold my business, so I sold my business, moved on to this beautiful 44-foot sailing yacht uh, with my family, and um, all of that go, 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 go that I had running my business and the I want to be out there and I want to be doing it, all of that was gone. So it was – I had nothing – I had nothing to hold me accountable. So it was like, ah, it's it goes, goes back to those things. Those who don't know what to do, don't do. So that was, that was me. And I kind of fiddled with, with, with stuff. I'm working on the boat. I'm doing, doing this and that, but I'm like, oh man, I really need to get my, get my hands dirty again. Uh, so maybe, maybe that is, part of the whole work a workaholic thing i'm not i'm not sure but those are those are my two fatal flaws and so i, actually, I don't have an it's, answer it's a, i have a theory on laziness i actually think laziness is a superpower if applied properly okay <laughs> and so i have the reason i think that is because like a lot of the because like I'm, I'm kind of the same way like inherently i'm a lazy person but at the same time i'm also like i will i will work you under a table um and so like if you apply that like if i to use my desire to to be lazy to work really hard then i work really hard on systems that allow me to not have to do those things ever again <laughs> then i'm like then i could sit back and look at it and be like look, look at this beautiful thing that i have made and it will continue to go without me um so anyways i sort of think laziness is a superpower if you apply it properly <laughs> yeah for sure so um yeah i did the same thing with my uh my kids like we get told all the time they're they're like you know what we they're so well behaved i'm like that's because we've worked our ass off on discipline it's like because i don't it's way more difficult to have unruly children than it is to have well-behaved children so really it's because i'm lazy that we work so hard on discipline <laughs> yeah maybe that's it yeah i don't know if that's true or not but that's just my theory on life <laughs> uh, works so, so i'm gonna shift gears and talk a little bit about 
your clients. Um, and I think I want to put this in context of um, of other pool care and local business owners that you've started to get into the uh, the coaching side of this business. Um, and every, you know, every superhero has an arch nemesis, right? It's a thing that they have to constantly fight against in their world. It takes a lot of forms, but in business, um, we're generally talking about a mindset or a flaw that your clients have that are keeping them from getting the results they come to you for, right? That if you had your magic wand and you could just like, as soon as they sign on the dotted line, you could bop them on the head and they wouldn't have to deal with that anymore. What is the common enemy for people who are trying to grow like a local service business or retail business, like what you grew up to seven figures? It's simple. It's their thoughts. They're the, the, the negative thoughts in their head are, is, is, has been one of my biggest challenges in growing this business. Everybody um, wants my training and coaching whenever I put it out there in one of the Facebook groups. They're like, yeah, man, that would be, that would be great. But they want it for free. And it's like, oh man, I have to I have to pay something, and I'm not asking for a lot. I really want to help the the industry, but the 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 thought of I just want to stay small, and I don't want to grow because if I hire somebody other than just me, well, now that's a whole nother thing, and I have to manage them, and all all of a sudden I've got uh, some taxes I have to worry about. My business gets more complex, and those are all things that are going on in their in their mind. That's really, it's not that big of big of a deal once you get through it. Yeah, it's it's scary looking at it, but so was me buying a yacht. I had never owned a, a yacht. But when once I did it, it was way less scary. So the thoughts that are going on in people's mind, it's 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 a little bit of I can't afford it, and it's a little bit of I don't need it. But it's a whole lot of I sh I don't deserve to grow past just me, and if I could just bop them on the on the head and get that out of their, out of their skulls and uh, open up their uh, minds to, Hey, right. you can do this. It's almost like a, a fear of the unknown, right? Cause you know, I'm going to put this in Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant terms, right? When you're, when you're just a, what do you call them? A chuck in the truck. It's like that S S type and type business where they are the, they are the business, right? If they go home at night, the business is done. It goes home with them. Um, and making that transition into having a team and growing a larger organization that, you know, you leave the business continues. That's a B quadrant business. And that's unknown, right? That's, it's a, it's a, that fear of the unknown that like, Hey, I don't know what that's actually like. Um, and I know myself when I made that transition, I started hiring people and putting a team together. It was like a revelation. I was like, Oh my God, I should have done this sooner, but it is, it was a fear of the unknown. Um, that stopped, kept me from doing it for a long time. And I had a mentor who actually pulled me aside and was like, hey, you're your biggest bottleneck in your business. And here's what I want you to do in the next 30 days. Hire someone, even if you don't know how you're going to pay them or what you're going to have them do. Hire them because it'll change your entire mindset on the business and understand afterwards. And I didn't listen to him. I vacillated for three months before I hired someone. Then I hired someone and my whole business changed. Um, and, and it wasn't until I got on the other side and the perspective shifted to understand like, Oh, this actually opens up a lot more opportunities to grow my business and to serve my customers and to do have a higher degree of service. That you're like, oh, I get it now, and it's not actually that scary. It's actually easier. 
right? There's, there's a lot of technicians in my industry and very few business owners. So that's what I'm fighting against. So that, that, uh, that gives me a good transition for my next question, which is, you know, so your common enemy is what you fight against. Your driving force is what you fight for, right? So the, just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or, you know, Google in, fights to index and categorize all the world's information. What is it that you're fighting for with Aquanet Academy and the coaching and the training that you offer now? Two things, really. Number one, I want to rid the world of pool pirates. And we pool can pirate. get... <laughs> you have to explain that one. Okay. Uh, so a, a pool pirate is a person or a company that is hell bent on ripping off the pool owner. Um, and they might not even be doing it uh, consciously, but they um, see the, the, the pool business has such a low barrier of of entry to to get into that there's just so many um, chuck in the trucks or one one polars, and uh, they'll they'll get the get stuff and they'll go out there and they will uh, go bid a job that they have no business bidding. They don't even know what they're what they're doing, but they see the dollar signs and they'll bid it. They'll take the deposit. They might actually even show up and do a couple of things and leave and never return the client's phone call. So they've left with the money and uh, the client's stuck with their problem not fixed, whatever that problem may be. Um, I've actually seen it recently on a couple of pool builds where it was a $30,000 check the guy came, put a pool shell in, and just left uh, without completing the the uh, job. And one of my clients that I'm that I'm coaching her, she's going in and she's now finishing the job, finishing up the pool, putting in the pump, the filter, all of that stuff. She's doing that because the pool pirate who didn't know what he he was doing and had no intention of doing a, a c- complete job, just left the, the, the client stuck. And there's all different levels of that from somebody who just takes a two or $300 deposit and leaves to someone who actually uh, sells to, has a, has a bigger company, but just sells a really, really garbage product. Uh, that should not be on the on the market. Everybody knows that it that it shouldn't be on the market. Um, there's a popular one that's advertised all over Facebook, and it's just a garbage product. They're a garbage company. I can't say the uh, name because of libel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to rid the world of pool pirates. Now that you know what a what a pool pirate is. So, so that was one thing you said. You did two things: rid the world of pool pirates, and what's the other part of that? I want to unify the pool industry um, through con- consolidation and bringing pro- professionalism to the pool industry. Um, earlier, I mentioned the chuck in a truck. in In our industry, we call them one polars. 
or guy that will um, that will sh- show up, and he's not really he's not really a pool pirate. He's there to do a to do a a great job, but he's gonna jump out of the out, out of the truck, rip jeans, uh, wife beater, cigarette in his hand, or maybe a a joint in his in his hand. Uh, walking into a customer's back backyard, I'm not even making that up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just it gives our whole industry a bad look. And to help those guys who are masters in their craft, but not masters on the business side, bring those guys up and help them become more pro professional um and not do some of the many horror stories that i've heard uh both personally and through the various uh groups that i either run or am um, a part of and when you when you take that step from being a guy who you know might be a master pool technician um but doesn't really have the business aquaman to really grow their business and you you sort of add that together with your mastery then you can serve your clients better you can make more money which means you can you can have more influence in your local space like it gives you a lot of a lot of opportunities um and i like the i like the uh, the idea of bringing more professionalism to the space because you know hollywood has their picture of the pool industry as always these you know hot ripped teenage guys without their shirts on um you know doing the pools um and i don't i don't think that's probably the accurate picture either (laughs) but learning how to basically turn what is sort of like a wild west sort of style business because like you said the what does it take to get into the pool space you know the ability to you know have a car to drive and to buy a a 19 dollar pole that you can scoop stuff out of their (laughs) pool with um it's really low barrier to entry so it attracts a lot of people yeah and those uh videos that your uh listeners might may have watched at at home those (laughs) don't happen (laughs) I've been looking for 20 years. I haven't found one yep, yep. <laughs> in yeah. real life. What is it? The, uh, um, I can't remember the name, name of the, the stuff, but the soap operas. Soap operas always have the pool boy. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's just not reality. <laughs> nope. We have, uh, we have guts. We're, we're bald. Our hands are dirty. We smell like chlorine most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever have questions about chemistry, you can always call your pool guy because they know. Yeah, I just called. I just called Derek the other day. I was like, "Hey, I need to put some chlorine in my tank. What do I know?" He's like, "Show me the label." <laughs> uh, yeah, for so sure. I want to talk about some practical things for your business. Um, and you know, just like every superhero has a tool belt with uh, you know awesome gadgets like their batarangs or web slingers or laser eyes or the big magical hammer. Um, I want to talk about the top one or two tools you couldn't live without when you were building and growing your business. Could be anything from your notepad, your calendar, to your marketing tools, or something you use for product delivery. A tool that you thought was essential to getting your job done on a daily or weekly basis. Well, my my notepad was uh, was definitely my my daily thing. Um, I uh, I ran my business out of a out of a notepad for a long time um, before I got some more. Um, sophisticated and digital processes in in place but i still use a notepad i'm i'm using one right now actually what Um, what kind of things did you keep track of in your notepad uh everything from when a customer called to 
when I showed up on their property, what I did on their property, when I left their property, what, uh, what I charged them, everything, I, I, everything was through the, through the notepad. If I had an idea of something that I needed to, needed to do, I'd write it down in my notepad, which also doubled as a calendar. Um, so it was a notepad calendar combo. Um, so like if Friday, I, I know that I need to do something with Mrs. Smith's pool. So I'd go to the Friday page and I'd write that down in the, uh, in the margins or whatnot. Um, so the notepad oh, for sure. I'm, I'm curious because you wrote everything down. Did having all that separate down your notepad ever save your ass? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What's your, what's your favorite ass-saving story from having all your stuff written down on a notepad. Oh, uh, I don't know if there's just one, but what will happen a lot in the in the pool industry, uh, and uh, it, I mean, it, it, it's probably every industry, every every service-based industry is. Uh, we'll have we a customer call. Mrs. Smith will call up and. Um, like say they'll they'll call my my office manager and say hey your guy john uh i know he was he was out out here but he didn't clean the clean the pool and um and we'll go yeah he did because here's the photo of your pool before he cleaned it after he cleaned it here's the list of what he what he put in um and yeah that that's just they can't argue whenever you show them proof. Um, yeah. And so, say, so you, you guys kept track of all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So as you got larger, did you have to build processes for your staff to make sure that they were tracking those kind of things? Yeah. At, at first it was just, everybody got a notepad. <laughs> <laughs> I bought notepads for everybody and I told them exactly what to write down in it. But we, um, we got a uh, a software that uh, ultimately helped us because uh, we just got too too big for the whole notepad thing, and we needed it. We needed it fast uh, because when people would call in, they would talk to the account manager, and the account manager may or may not have talked to John, who was cleaning the the the, the pool in the past couple of hours, but Mrs. Smith wanted to know right then and there what John had did. So with the app that we, that we had, uh, was a whole program. John would be able to do everything on the property, take pictures, uh, put in notes of what he did. And then my account manager immediately had access to that. So as soon as John rolled off the property, he didn't even have to call the 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 office. Mrs. Smith called, "Hey, I don't think John did XYZ or John did XYZ." And my office manager or um, account manager said, uh, "Actually, this is what John did. Here's the photos. Uh here's here's the notes. Oh, by the way, Mrs. Mrs. Smith, we've been trying to get you to fix this problem for the past six months um and that's why you're having these issues that we can't fix until you fix this would you like us to schedule that now for you um so yeah so lots I'm of that. you're right having some sort of system in place for sort of tracking the work that's being done was a really important tool in your business oh yeah 
hundred percent. Whether that was notepads as you were a smaller company or a nice big software system as you got larger, <laughs> something to do that was a really important aspect of growing your service business. Yes. Cool. And now a quick word from our show's sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. And now, back to the Hero Show. So, I want to talk about your personal heroes a little bit, right? And every hero has their mentors. Um, you know, just like uh, Frodo had Gandalf, or Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi, or Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, or even uh, Spider-Man had his Uncle Ben. Um, who were some of your mentors? Were they speakers, authors, peers who were a few years ahead of you? Um, and how important were they to what you have accomplished so far in growing and selling your business and starting your consulting practice? I've had all of those. Um, and all of those have been in instrumental in my in my life um, to get me to the point that I am now. Probably the, I don't know, the 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 keystone person that kind of helped unlock this was the guy that I talked about earlier, Mike, he took a young 19 year old 20 year old kid uh that was buck wild just crazy um rutting in heat buck going crazy that's just nuts and uh and grabbed him and said look i'm going to teach you how to be a human being um and he's like he gave me books like uh like the magic of thinking big like um uh richest man in Babylon. He, he gave me, um, you know, think and, think and grow rich, all of these books. And he's like, you're going to read them. And I'm like, I don't want to read them. And he's like, I don't care. You're going to read them. He was the first man that came into my life and said, you need to do this. And it took me not very long to realize, okay, this is what I've been looking for that. I haven't been able to figure out that I actually needed. So from that I started seeking out and was able to get uh, more mentors. And he was he was the first. He was probably the uh, the 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 key the keystone. But uh, I have another mentor, a couple of mentors, both named Matt. Uh, one called me today, and they they kind of 
picked up the uh, picked up the ball from where Mike uh, left off because Mike got me so so far, and then he could he he just couldn't bring me any any more right, and then uh, then I got Matt and Matt picked up the ball and kind of brought me forward and kind of moving me talking about me as a as a football moving me down the down the uh, field a uh, a uh, bit and then there was a it was only certain amount that Matt could take me and then I had to start looking for for other mentors I, I hired a uh, I hired a business coach I still have the business coach her name is Beth um, I think everybody should have a a coach a mentor a hero someone that they that they aspire to to be i've got a i've got a hero in my in my life now his name is daniel um and i can tell you about uh daniel i went to daniel's house um he lives in a double wide trailer okay now let me explain that so i go into daniel's property the other day because he's like listen come come by the house see what i've see what I've done with it. Now, Daniel's living in a double wide trailer because he's building his mansion. I go in, I pull up to the gate. I've got the, uh, the uh, gate code, the gate code open, the gate opens me and my family in the van. We drive through this lit tunnel and we roll up to his, to his house. Now his house is three stories and his, his brother, who is the super in intended on this, uh, property meets me out there and it looks like they're building a hotel and uh, he started talking to me about it he took me up there they're putting the pool on the second story that overlooks this this lake oh by the way his property has a runway and he's got his own airplane there and his and his hangar but here's the here's the kicker that i didn't know my wife and i are 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 there and um and his brother's like he's pointing up oh yeah we're putting the the uh helipad up up there and we're like helipad he's like yeah we have to have some place to land the hel helicopters whenever they whenever they come in i'm like oh okay and he's like he says but we're not sure how we're gonna get to it yet we don't know if we're gonna make another staircase or whether we're gonna take the 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 elevator that already goes three three floors and just make it go up in an extra floor we haven't figured that out yet ah we'll just cross that bridge when we get to it uh so those th those are the people that i'm trying uh to get as much time with as possible because they're way further down down the road so than i, I am i want to know what you think the difference is between a business coach a mentor and a hero a hero is someone who you aspire to be. Um, I think. I think a hero is someone that uh, that you look look up to. That is is going to be like like Daniel. He is a uh, he is a kind of a kind of a hero of mine. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a is a hero of mine because he's done all these great things. He has all these grand ideas and ideas that he's actually doing. Will I ever be an Elon Musk? Probably not. But he's he's a he's a hero of of mine. A mentor is 
someone and the the guy I was talking to you about Daniel who has the helipad that he's not sure how he's how he's going to get to yet um he is a mentor I don't pay him I don't pay the uh mentor but he'll be like look Derek I see that you're doing this have you ever thought about this um and there's there's a reason why he's got uh, a couple of dozen acres of property a private plane runway helipad mansion uh because he's succeeded in 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 life and then a a a coach is someone that you pay to come in and get nitty-gritty with you and actually look at your numbers to to maybe take a take a peek at your PL to look at your at your balance sheet maybe to see the accounts that you have set up and where where your money's being funneled to um, because you know you should have more than just one account uh, as far as your as far as your banking goes um, and not just do uh, what's called checkbook uh, accounting um, which you far too many people do that how much money you have in there yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's so, just my so I, take on it. I hope that's right. So do you, uh, do you suggest other people who are looking to grow their business have someone that's in all three of those categories? Absolutely. Every single one of them. And your, your business mentor could be your, could be your coach. Your coach could be your business mentor. Um, it could be any, they could all be the, all be the same person. Um, it helps to have them be kind of different people, uh, to give you kind of some different points of points of view. But if it's just you, you don't know what you don't know. Um, so listening, listening to podcasts like this one has helped me a lot. I read books, um, listen to audio books mostly, uh, and try to get, get awesome people around me people that uh people that can that can stretch me and be like ah i need to get off my ass and start uh doing more because daniel's got a helipad <laughs> and you're like i have a yacht but i don't have a helipad on my yacht maybe i need I to work up my game a little bit oh <laughs> uh, it always cracks me up when you see those mega yachts and like those yachts they like they have a yacht in the yacht it's like a garage for their yacht inside their yacht. And I'm like, that seems I've, redundant, but also awesome. I've parked next to that guy. You parked next to that guy? <laughs> I parked next to that guy. So I was I was anchored um, one, one place and this huge yacht came in. I think it was like 150 foot. It had a helipad and it's dinghy, which is the, the boat that takes you from your boat to land was like an actual boat like what most people have to go to the like lake or whatnot a trailer and take home with them like it was right <laughs> yeah it was it was it was that side it was it, it was like 20 22 feet i'm like ah that's just a little bit shorter than the house that i live on the boat that i live on Your yacht. It, <laughs> you're like yeah. his dinghy is almost as big as my yacht that that's when you know you're doing something different <laughs> so, yes 
So I'm going to talk a little bit about your guiding principles then, right? One of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code. For instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He only ever puts them in Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up this interview, I want to talk about the top one or two principles that you live your life by. Um, maybe something you'd wish you had known when you started out your own entrepreneurial journey all those years ago. Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, so guiding, guiding principles, something that I, that I always try to do is to improve myself, to always try to be a better me. And, uh, sometimes that, that leads to, uh, that leads to stress, but you know, these are, these are, uh, principles that you're, that you're trying to do. Um, so always try to be a better person, always have goals, always have goals that you can't reach like, um, goals that are so, yeah, uh, well goals, goals that are, that are, that are so big that you go like, I don't have a clue. And maybe you working on that, working on that goal and 10, 10 years later, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, guiding principles is like, have somebody that can, uh, that can help you out. And this is something that I had to learn recently is, uh, about one of the biggest miracles. You can be a driver. You can be a go, go getter. You can build a billion dollar company, but if you don't take the self-care um, seems like you and I both have, have the problem with that. Cause you know, I had to go to the, I had to go to the hospital twice because I was working so hard. So, um, I don't know who said this, but I'm trying my best and have been to implement this in my life. And it goes, it goes like this. The miracle is not to walk on water. The miracle is to walk on the green earth dwelling deeply in the present moment and living your life fully. I hope I didn't butcher that. I like that. <laughs> Cause the only, the only thing we ever have is the present, right? Uh, because we're, we're constantly, we're traveling, we're traveling through time and we're not in the past and we're not in the future. And like, but we like, we like to, to live in one of those two places right? Remembering things in the past and like deciding, letting those decide our current decisions or looking at the future. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to just be present here and now. Um, right. And I think personally for myself, one of the best things that have ever helped me be present was having kids because they don't give a shit about your past and they're not looking at your future. <laughs> they just want you to play their laser tag game with them right now. <laughs> they want you to be present. Um, and it forces you to work that muscle. So anyways, that's, that's always, I think that's been a big help for me is just being a dad. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big one for everybody with, with kids. You're too, I, I see, and I'm, I'm guilty. I am guilty of being on my phone when I should be playing with my kids. Um, I'm guilty. So. I think we all are though. My hack for that has been figuring out. And I think we've all we've all played this game. Our families have this is having a game on the phone that you can play together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helps. It helps something like, oh, the whole family strives for. 
something the old family strives for. And um, yeah, ours is like between your family and mine. It's this monkey game. It's a tower defense game that we all play together. Um, and speaking of, I've got a map on that game that I just can't beat. So I'm send it over to you. You can tell me if you can figure out how to beat it. <laughs> uh, we'll beat it. We'll beat it as a as a team. I think that's a wrap on our interview. But I do finish every interview with a simple challenge that I call the Heroes Challenge. Um, and I do this to help get access to stories I don't won't be able to find on my own, right? Because not everyone is out doing the podcast rounds like you and I do. Um, so the question is, do you have someone in your life or in your network that has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think should, they should come share their story with us here on the Hero Show? First okay. person that comes to mind for you. Mark, Mark, he is a, uh, he is another, um, he is another mentor of, of mine. He's been a mentor of mine from a distance, a distance. He's built a large, uh, swimming pool business in the commercial side of it. Whereas I stayed on the, um, on the, on the backyard side of it. Um, but he's built a large multi-state business and he has uh he really helped me uh figure out some of the uh some of the finances uh in the in the later part of my of my business uh so he 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 would be really good uh his yeah his name is mark what was the other questions you had about him no, I was just we'll we'll reach out later and see if we can get him to come on uh, come on the show. Sometimes they sp- they say yes, sometimes they don't, but we get really cool stories out of it when we get a when we get guests who are, you know, not regular podcasters, unique stories so to speak. So, in comic books, there's always the crowd of people who are clapping and cheering with their acts of for the acts of heroism at the end, and our analogous to that as we close is where can people find you if they're interested in getting your help and growing their you know, their service-based business or their retail space? Where can they light up the bat signal, so to speak, and say, hey, Derek, I'd love to get your help doing this. And then the second part of that question is, who are the right types of people to reach out and ask for your help? All right. Well, the best place to reach me if you actually want my help is to go to aquanetacademy.com. And uh, my email address is Derek at aquanutacademy.com and you can probably put that in the show notes um so they spelled derek right um i didn't know there was so many ways to spell derek actually i i did but highlander there could be only one and it's mine um (laughs) everyone else is wrong everybody else is wrong um uh and who are the right oh and if people just want to see me from a from a distance well i'm on facebook twitter youtube um what is the new one TikTok. i'm on all of those um but uh if they really want to get me then email me and and we can we can chat um and who are the right people to work with me if they are if they are a um a smaller company a chuck in a truck then they're probably going to want to do the uh the video course that I am working on, um, probably about halfway, three three quarters of the way through it. That will be up on Aquanut Academy, hopefully sooner than later. And people that want to work with me one on one, they're probably going to be people that uh, already have a business that uh, maybe they're doing a couple hundred thousand dollars per year, and they're just working working like a dog 
they they feel trapped and they want the business to work for them instead of them to work for their business because they they've probably already built up a a good business and trust me i felt trapped i know what it's like i know what it's like to be like um like a rat in the in this cage and you just want to get out um those are probably the right people uh that that will work with me and it doesn't just have to be the swimming pool industry um it could be a landscaper lawn lawn care company businesses businesses business and the uh and the service industry whether it be uh pools or hvac is not that much different when you're talking about the business side of it i might not be able to tell you how to install a uh, hvac unit but that's not why you're hiring me you already know how to do that uh people aren't hiring me to um tell them how to put in a swimming pool pump they already know how to do that they yeah, want to learn how to build a uh, seven-figure service business and sell it and buy a yacht and travel around. That's what they want to know yeah. how to do. <laughs> That's so, it. So thank you so much for coming on my show today, Derek. Um, it has been great to get to uh, to hear your story from from this perspective. I know I've I've known your story for a long time, but it's cool to have you on and have it share share it with my audience. So thank you for that. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom for my people before we hit this uh, stop record button and say goodbye? Uh, no. Subscribe to the podcast whatever that means, hit whatever button that is and subscribe to the podcast. Listen to uh, Richard. He's got some really, really good uh, shows on. So yeah, Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you.